0: everyone your designers are here I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse and I'm Yvonne it's Joan Gable and I'm Kelly at my soulful home. We've got tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today so let's get started
1: So today is episode 239 Rules for a classic white kitchen. Now we're not big rule girls. We like the rules. We respect the rules, but we are rule breakers as well. But there are certain things you should keep in mind if you're going to have a really fabulous classic white kitchen, and we'll cover those today. And you can also see all this information in the show notes at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 239. And our sponsor for today's episode is Canvas People, and we just love Canvas People, and you guys love Canvas People, and they keep coming back to give you this fabulous offer. If you don't know what Canvas People is, it's a company that takes your beautiful photos and puts them on canvases to make them actual works of art. So you've probably collected a lot of great photos from your summer vacation or just barbecues in your backyard or family gatherings. And... This would be a great time to start gathering those together and go over to canvaspeople.com, upload them, and get your, ready, free 11 by 14 canvas print. Regularly priced at $69.99. And for decorating tips and tricks listeners, you are going to get one free 11 by 14 canvas. You're just going to have to pay the shipping. So you could get something from your family trip and have it all already in the works and maybe use it as a gift Christmas gift. Or you could just get it for yourself and have it in your own home so you can enjoy it rather than trying to find that photo on your phone. So go to canvaspeople.com DTT and you're going to upload the code DTT after you've already put in your photo. So that's at the time of checkout, you'll be putting in the code DTT. So it's canvaspeople.com DTT and please use the code DTT at checkout. Okay, so I have a white kitchen. Me too. I believe Yon has a white kitchen,
2: mm-hmm. and me
1: three. Yeah, and so you know we we're they're all different iterations of a white kitchen. You know, it's not they're not all the same. And so, if you have a white kitchen, are you thinking about having a white kitchen? Um, you're probably interpreted it in different ways than we have, but there are some basic things that you might want to think about when you're having a a classic white kitchen that will keep it from looking too stark or too dinged up and all kinds of things like that. So that's what we're going to cover today. Anybody want to kick it off with their first tip since I've been chatting and chatting and chatting?
2: (laughs) Um, well, I will. Okay. But, um something that I found really helpful is um and this is so practical. White kitchens do get dirty, but I you know, I don't think they get really any dirtier unless you're splashing spaghetti sauce up your up your cabinets or something any more than any other um kitchen and I've heard people say well I don't want a white kitchen because it shows the dirt. Well, the reason my kitchen doesn't show the dirt is because literally I have a little spray bottle. Now I use something that's non-toxic. I use my um, Thieves Concentrated Cleaner with water. Spritz it just down and I can wipe down my kitchen cabinets in less than two minutes.
0: Well, but that whole, yeah, anything's going to get dirty, but it's what you said. The white may show the dirt, but I'm kind of one of those like, The hardwood floor shows the dirt, but if there's dirt there, I want to know it's there and get it cleaned out. So yeah, I mean, I think you can have a spray bottle nearby and just wipe down the cabinet so we keep one in the kitchen too, and just kind of a nice natural spray. You just spray it on and it'll usually get off whatever is there. So I think that's a great idea.
2: And Thieves smells very lemony, clovey, Mm -hmm. cinnamony. So it's a really pretty smell.
0: Yeah. And I use
1: the seventh generation one and the same Mm -hmm. thing. I have it right under the counter. And I think to myself, I should just spend, you know, a, a designated time you know, once a month or something going over all the cabinets. But really what in reality, what I tend to do is I'll just do a little section. I'll be like, oh, you know, I better get that. And, and then I'll do a few cabinets around it. And so I kind of like doing it as I go and I wipe it down. My cabinets are painted white and they are, I like the look of the brush strokes. So what I had that mm-hmm. they are paint grade wood and they were sprayed by my painters initially So it had a smoother, but then I wanted the second coat to be brushed on because I like that more sort of, you know, cozier, tending to a little more cottage look of the brush stroke. Some people don't like to see that at all. So that's how my finish is. So it's not completely smooth on mine, like as if you did the spray paint that they can do. Um, one tip that I have heard of now, I guess I didn't follow it because I go with the paint grade wood because I know I'm always going to paint my cabinet. So it saves a lot of money. But people have said when I did my research is that because white cabinetry, you might notice the dings more than maybe another color. Not, we're not talking about the dirt now, but more the dings that perhaps you'd want to use a harder wood like a maple or something like that. But I don't really have, you know, people driving little, you know, fire trucks into my cabinets anymore, oh. and I'm pretty <laughs> careful. And for the most part, I'm the only cook. Laura cooks sometimes, but it's more something we do together. So I don't have a lot of. Other people in my kitchen doing that. If you have a very high traffic kitchen where there's going to be a lot of people using your cabinets and you want it all white, you might want to think about doing a wood that is a little bit more, I guess, ding proof than the paint grade because it's paint grade tends to be a little bit softer. But I've really never had that problem. But, you know, as I said, if depending on how you use your kitchen, you might want to consider that using that type of wood. The other thing that about the the cabinet front that i have noticed with the white cabinets is dip, you might want to really choose the simplest trim or sort of molding or face of the cabinetry because if you have very detailed profile on the face of the cabinet you know the, the even not like not even dirt or grease or anything like that but just dust can get in there and it might be hard to get it out. You know, you really don't want to have to be going over your cabinet fronts with Q-tips and stuff like that to get out mm. the the dust that might build up. Mm. And it is that is a little bit more noticeable on white, I think, than other colors. So just something to think about if you're redesigning a, a kitchen and you're going to be picking the face. Maybe you want to do something really simple like a shaker or something like that. Mine has a pretty simple face, but then it has this extra little profile. And I do have to kind of, you know, get in there.
2: To clean it. Eh. I also think here's a another little tip. If you have white cabinets, be careful what you paint your wall color. You know, um, so if you have my our our um, cabinets are a little warmer white, so you don't want to paint anything cool. Or you just watch your backsplash. Watch your. Um, countertops. Watch what you put in it that's going to stay there and be a lot of it, like a lot of countertops or a lot of backsplash or a lot of paint in that room. You don't want the worms and the cools to fight. So you want to, pick something that looks really nice together. Like I'm trying to find some kind of a um, Carrara marble that has a, you know, I know it has gray in it, but some of it can be a little more warm. And I think that would work in my white kitchen better than maybe in somebody else's who has more of a stark white. And they probably are looking for something a little warmer because they those those can fight together and make it look very off.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that because I actually have a White granite—it's called White River granite—in my kitchen, and it actually has some brown specks in it. It's—it's it's very white, but it's not bright white like marble. Yeah, so I want
2: your—I th- I want your countertops. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely, they're beautiful. So,
0: and it's got some gray, but it's not. But it's kind of a warmer gray. Mm-hmm. than a a marble. So I had to be very, very careful. Had I gone with a white, because I was thinking at one point about a white subway tile, but the white next to it and a bright white cabinets, Mm -hmm. but I knew they were going to make my countertops look kind of on the dirty side. Dingy, that's right. So I chose not to do that and I had to be very careful. So what I ended up doing was this Color called Eider White on the cabinets, which is actually a very it's a very grayed white. And then for the backsplash, I used a Wedgewood Blue as Walker Zanger uh, Wedgewood. Mm-hmm. It's called Wedgewood Blue. It's a subway tile and it's got a crackle finish. But the th- reason I use that is because it's a kind of a bluish gray. And again. It all blends so well with the countertop, but you do have to be very careful that you're not mixing some bright white with something that's going to look dingy with the bright white. So yeah, be make sure everything's going to work together. Oh, yeah.
1: You did a beautiful job. And that is tricky because you say, oh, I want a white kitchen. And then when the pieces come together, you might be, oh, gosh. You know, because not all the whites are the same.
2: uh, Oh, absolutely. And I think you have to be very aware of that going into a white kitchen. Um, I've had my white kitchen for 24 years, and there is not a day that I've said, Oh, I wish it was something else. Not one single day. I, I have loved my kitchen. We've done a couple updates. We're just about ready to do another little update um, in it. Um, just keeping it fresh and updated. And in the 24 years I've had my the original kitchen cabinets, you know, we had them painted, and then about six years ago, I no, I can't say that. Sorry, it's been three times, but the second time didn't count because we had a kitchen reno and the painters were awful. So I had to have that fixed. And you if you're thinking about, let's say you're thinking about um, making your ca- existing cabinets, you love the idea of a white cab, um, kitchen and you're going to paint them, please, please, please. I know that people said you can paint kitchens and that's very true, but we had ours done once and we were not happy and nothing's worse than ha- being unhappy. Uh, save the money or budget the money to have a really good professional. We had somebody in our area that is just known for painting kitchens. And I am so, so happy with the outcome.
0: Yeah, I would be very careful if you are going to paint your own kitchen cabinets because I know a lot of bloggers that have used chalk-based paints that have been very unhappy with the results. So just do some research. I mean, it's just buyer beware. Make sure you know what you're getting into and i wouldn't just jump into something this is a very big decision even if you're painting it yourself maybe it's not a big monetary investment but it's sweat equity and you don't want to be painting them twice so and and the, so not them. The and white should, you've been and done in the right and, the, oh.
2: and white really <laughs> yeah really and white shows every little imperfection i must say that but here's where i would paint something myself i would paint my island now, I have a huge island, but so much of it, you you don't see all of it. You know, you mm-hmm. um, only look at it from angles where your kitchen cabinets, you see the whole thing. And a lot of it's covered with my soapstone um, countertop. So there, absolutely, I would paint that now. I do love it all white, so I probably never will. But if I ever got a bug... <laughs> to, I'd have to paint something and I decided it was going to be the kitchen cabinet. I mean, the kitchen island, I would I like that contrast. I think that's a really pretty contrast. Yeah, and
0: about- I think you're onto something there. And that's certainly something I've seen a lot of is a white kitchen, but they've painted the island another color. I'm just a little cautious about doing that myself. I'm wondering if, if we were to do that, is that going to look so 2018 a few years from now? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, a little... Yeah. So I'm keeping yeah, I'm my with white you, island but for
2: now. I like the. I really love the look of it. I think some of them look gorgeous. Oh, they're beautiful. White is white can be a little bit overwhelming if you don't tone it down with other things. So well, yeah, that's one way to do it. So yeah, I think you need something
1: it. to warm it up. And maybe that's mm-hmm. a color on your island, as Yvonne is suggesting. But maybe it's also just in some of the accessories or a bit of both. Uh, I'd love to have that antiqued wood of the breadboards and cutting boards just stacked up that really softens up the white. And maybe even if that's not your look, if you're feeling that's a little too European or that's a little too cottagey in your mind to do these vintage boards, any kind of uh, wood tone. I mean, there there can be very sort of um, mid-century looking wood-toned mm-hmm. uh, bowls and things like that, some really sort of great organic shapes that aren't necessarily that sort of rough you bread bowl, bread board kind of look. So I think any kinds of woods um, and like a bowl of fruit in the wood or the as I was saying, the boards or just a giant piece of wood that you have out all the time on your countertop. It could be something that's protective like a cutting board, but it can just be something that that warms it up and mm-hmm. cuts the white a little bit.
2: That is such a good point because I think white can be very overwhelming. I happen to love the, the look of a pure white kitchen. I just love it because I love white I always have um, and, and just adding some you know neutrals into that. but I think you need some wood. And I think the way to go with a white kitchen is you don't want like a walnut staring you in the face. Cause I think that's a little stark. Like my, my countertops are all a soft black, but they work. It's a just, it's stone and it's soft. It's a softer color. But I think that like worn wood of a, of a dough bowl or like you said, a breadboard or just some, some, something in there, you need a little wood to give it warmth. Yeah. You know, I so agree with are you. Great. Oh yeah. There mm-hmm. you go. Cause that's also textural. Right. You could do
1: the Bertan or some wicker mm-hmm. baskets, something that like to keep, you know, uh, God knows, so, you know, there's so many things that you need in your kitchen. You could use some pretty storage out of the counter like that to soften it up. Um, another thing cabinet wise that we didn't discuss earlier is I think this holds true in any kitchen, but particularly in a white one, because you really do want that feeling of a white kitchen where it's clean and it's not clutter. that's part of the charm of it. Um, I think you need to have your cabinetry go all the way up to the ceiling if you can. And if you can't, I would resist the urge to decorate up there.
0: Oh, yes. I'm so with you on that. Go all the way up to the ceiling. Absolutely. And if you don't Please. Yeah, I would just keep it very clear up there. Don't put things up there that uh, can really make your beautiful kitchen look dated. And that was the thing to do in the past, not so much now. But and then I wanted to go back to adding the wood to the kitchen, uh, which is what we were saying a, a few minutes ago. Uh, we added some beautiful rustic barnwood beams in our kitchen nice. and we went to the salvage yard to get them. What I wanted to mention on this is there's only one weight bearing beam in our kitchen. It's the big one. And it's actually a steel beam that we had to p- have and placed in And you box there. that out? Is that what you did? We boxed it out right mm-hmm. with some barnwood, but the other beams are beams from the salvage yard. The other beams, what I'm trying to say is are decorative. And you right. can add those after the fact to your kitchen. So if that's something you want to do, you can think about, uh, go to a salvage yard, see what they have, and you can talk to a carpenter about how he might be able to add those. But it's really, I think, one of the best parts about our kitchen, and it's probably less expensive than you think. Mm-hmm. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a
1: friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products
2: to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. We have beams in our kitchen. They're more architecturally shaped, though. They're We painted them white and they have a lot of sort of bold edges and trims on them because that sort of goes with the rest of my kitchen. What, but it's such a nice look and it is not a huge investment to do and it will really change. It gives you something to look up at. The other thing I think you need in a white kitchen is, um, I know that, that, um, well, let's talk about some hardware. You know, you can choose if you, what, what kind of hardware you want. Um, <clears throat> I think if you have an all white kitchen, just don't do dark hardware. Excuse me. <clears throat> like an oil rub bronzer or something. I have black. Ca- I did have, I did have, Oil rub blonde, bronze, um, uh, f- uh, all hardware because I had the, the soapstone, which was black. But, um, I've seen it in what, what people call a farmhouse kitchen. I just draws way too much attention, um, to the hardware and not enough to the rest of the kitchen. And that's See, maybe I'm that's just sure a p- about personal that. preference I, I spent of mine.
1: A lo- yeah. I spent a lot of time thinking about that here about what. Hard, you know, falling asleep at night or not falling asleep at night, designing my kitchen in my head, thinking about what the hardware was going to be. It was like a really important detail to me because mm-hmm. even if you don't have a giant kitchen, and when you add up the number of cabinets and drawers and things like that, it, it can. A, be expensive if you're not shopping, you know, doing it in a smart way. And B, it's a lot of visual noise. So I see what you're saying about that contrast between the white and either the black or that really dark oil rubbed bronze, but I kind of do like that in certain instances. I didn't go that route myself, but I think if you're going to go that route, you know what? Get your really simple knobs off the shelf at Home Depot for you know a dollar twenty. Right,
2: $1. exactly. And then maybe That's do those cup pulls or
1: something like that. Just mm-hmm. something really simple. Don't don't be elaborate. Don't it's. It will call call attention because of the color contrast, Mm -hmm. but I think if it's very simple in the lines and it can definitely work in sort of more of a cottagey feel, what I decided to do after a long deliberations in my own head was to go with clear glass, not the Mm. faceted- you know, pretties that you would see in, a, in a, you know, someone's, a girl's bedroom or a very feminine bedroom mm-hmm. or something like that. Very simple glass knobs that are just like, you know, you would think the plain knob. And I was lucky enough to find them at a vintage place. And then I just had to add in a couple of other ones uh, that I actually used as poles because I didn't have exactly the number I wanted. Of course, okay. I was too shy, but um, that was great for me because it doesn't Draw your eye to the knob mm-hmm. at all,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I really thought that
2: that was the best way to go. That sounds really pretty, and you know, Kelly, I think that the oil rub bronze is starting to become a dated look. Yeah, you know, it it it's beautiful, but again, if you're doing a classic white kitchen, stay with the, you know, classic metallics or, like you said, a clear, um, just something simple. I wouldn't get too crazy with. Um, my, my knobs or, or any of my hardware, because I don't want to show that off. I'd rather show off, you know, the cabinets or, you know, your backsplash or what's on your countertop. And, and, and um, also, I think it's so, 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 so important. Whatever you choose for your backsplash in a white kitchen, don't make it be the focal point. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. Yes, I do. Yeah, I mean I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make. I mean now we're into the all the white subway tile we've talked about make sure it works with the color that you've chosen for your white kitchen cabinets, but also don't make the mistake of having like some design over your over your stove cuz I mean I've seen it it's still out there and I've seen like some crazy stuff that's coming in that's metallic. You don't want that in a white kitchen. Keep it clean, keep it classic. That's why you have a white kitchen. Right.
0: When you're choosing it, stick you know, with Maybe it. a soft right.
2: stone or something.
0: Yeah, later on. I mean, the less specific to one... I, yeah, if you pick out something, some genre tile that's super that's hot right, right now,
2: mm-hmm. it's not going to
0: be great later on. I mean, hand-painted tiles are beautiful, but I certainly... Put them in a tray. Don't use them for your backsplash. Yeah, don't
2: put them in a white kitchen. It just, I just think it... It's odd looking. (laughs) Well, but
0: when I was designing my house, people were still doing the fanciful or the decorative backsplash right behind the stove. It was Mm -hmm. different than the rest of the tile. And I kind of had a long discussion about that because my builder kept saying, are you sure you don't want anything there? I said, absolutely. Just keep it plain all the way across. And now
2: I'm so, so happy. That's one of those things that I'm just so, so happy I did. That is my tale of woe, Anita. I oh. did I did put something because I thought, oh, it's just so plain, this whole kitchen. Ugh I, I put a chalkboard up over it, you know, for oh, the time being. And this is part of this little reno we're doing. I'm we're putting a whole new backsplash in because I can't stand looking at it like since three years ago. Oh wow!
0: Well, and I mean, it's so sad because so many people have done it, and it was just the thing to do. And so, it's just so impossible to be on trend all the time because at some point you have to commit to something. And the problem is, you don't know the future; you don't know what's going to happen. So, on things like that, I think plainer is better. If you can't decide what to do in some situations, go simpler. And then dress up your space in some other way yes, right. so that you're not stuck. I ended well, up leaving
1: my- our other house mm-hmm. in San Marino. You know how Nita had to move that time because she had to paint. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I didn't you have moved to. Because leave. of your abdominal colors, you didn't want exactly. to. Exactly. I was like, oh, change of season, <laughs> I must leave. No, I ended up because it was the same thing. We came here from New York. I had my list of guys and workers in New York. We had done so many renovations there, but I landed in California, didn't know anyone. So I had somebody who was more of a general contractor, which is not the way I like to operate. He ended Mm -hmm. up telling me I was way too involved in my own project. (laughs) (laughs) He he didn't want to work with me anymore. Kick him him to Uh the curb immediately. But it is my house. You got fired? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I got fired from my own house. Um, But I ended up not putting any tile behind my range, stove top range, because I didn't want to do the something special but I, I, but then I was like, but maybe I should do the something special. And then, but I didn't want to just do the plane. And he kept thinking, saying to me, "Don't you want to put something back there? Don't you want to put them on the diamond shape? And don't you want to do this?" Mm. And I thought, I really don't. And no, so don't let's like just stop and not, not do me. anything. And so mm. I ended up doing something similar to what Yvonne did. I found this metal piece of the Roseville flea market, and I propped that behind there. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. this will catch on fire. And that's the way I left it. Um, and I'm really glad I did because it, had I done like the scene of Tuscany, you know, across in the autumn that he wanted me to do, I, I would have oh. been really miserable <laughs> with it.
2: You would have had to have moved sooner I would have, I would have, because yeah. of that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I And my, well, my, my backsplash over my stove is just very nondescript. It's just sort of a warm colored uh, stone done in a couple, you know, like with a with square out. So did you still- already
0: replace the chalkboard?
2: No, that's what's behind the chalkboard, but it's not like it doesn't have any writing or doesn't have a scene or anything on it, but just even something that plain and generic throws that kitchen off. So, Mm -hmm. I I mean, we're spending a lot of time on this because we're going to save somebody a lot. Heartache, headache, and cash.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. This is also do not, if you're going white, which is what we're talking about today, and you spend a lot of time picking out your white paint and you're you'll going to make you, make yourself crazy. Just do Simply White and be done with it, I'm telling you. But if you don't <laughs> want to do that and you make yourself crazy with all these swatches Depends of Depends on the white, countertop color. Okay. But here's the thing. Yes. That's what I'm going to say. Pick out all those other things first. Pick out your yes. backslash tile yep. and pick out your countertop, whether it be a slab or some of the composite materials. Pick that out first because there are bazillions of paints. And you know any paint company has their own paints, so many paint companies, plus you could have a custom paint done if you needed to. That mm-hmm. is much easier. It's a hard choice, but it's easier in the sense that there is such a large Universe of paints. There's only going to be so many granites available to you, or only so many quartzites available to you, or you're only going to like so many Caesar stones or whatever. And there's only so many tiles in the universe. There are
0: multitudes of paints. So, so pick and those you can things have out custom. first. I mean, yeah, there's it's limitless because you can have every, you can have it customized even beyond what they have right. on their paint chips.
2: And you have to be so careful because all those paints don't necessarily look like a paint chip. You'll want to maybe paint some on your cabinets because I don't even trust, I would say, or paint it on some kind of a wood or a board and put it put it up on your cabinets because you want to make sure in the light that you have, In like my kitchen only has one window, but it has lights coming in from different rooms. Mm-hmm. My paint in there looks really different than it does like on the paint chip of atrium white. It has like atrium white, it almost looks like a pink cast, but in my kitchen, it is a beautiful, soft, warm white. So you have to be very careful about maybe painting those boards and throwing it into your kitchen and looking at, look at it in all different kinds of light. Uh, here's, can I just throw in a couple other really quick things? Yeah. Now this is, this is more um how I feel about white kitchens than a, like a total rule. Mm-hmm. But because if you're going to have a white kitchen, Keep it very calm. I mean, you, you paint it white for a reason. You're going to paint it white. You're not going to bring in your red canisters and your red, um, KitchenAid mixture, mixture, mixer. And you're not going to have red appliances and you're not going to dash it all up. It, the reason you have a white, for most people, they have a white kitchen is because they want it to be a beautiful, calm, light, airy space, you know, bring in that pop of color, bring in that, um, contrasting color, but don't go hog wild. And my favorite white kitchen is a white kitchen with some, some beautiful worn W O R N not warm, um, worn wood. And then a, but a brilliant tribal runner on the floor. And that's the only color in that kitchen. And I think that kind of a, with wooden floors, and I think that kind of a kitchen just screams class and classic and makes me want to go in and there cook all day long.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a really beautiful look. And it's, a, and it's a really nice updated look. Um, in my kitchen, I try to, like we say to all of our, you know, one of our overarching tips is, a limited color palette. So I definitely have a limited color palette throughout the house and I carry that through the kitchen. And I think in the kitchen, you know, I I may get a little brighter in my pop color than maybe I would do in my dining room or elsewhere. So it's for me a little bit of yellow, like a sunflower yellow, and then maybe some greens of boxwoods or I have these old uh, cookbooks from Sears that are green Aww. and I have those around, but there's the predominant color other than the white is really you know, some black.
2: Mm-hmm. And then my
1: floor is a really dark wood. And then like you're saying, the the worn wood is a really nice look. So that and carry that color, whatever your pop color is, you know, pick one real pop color and then maybe one complementary color and then carry it around the room in little places, but just little touches of it.
2: Right. Cause a little goes a long way in a white kitchen. It tends to, if you add too much, it just tends to look busy. And also, I think in a white kitchen, you want to keep your, um, your cap, your, uh, countertops pretty free of a lot of tchotchkes and a lot of stuff, because I think it just accentuates what you have all the more. You know, I know that I love like a white crock with some pretty silver spoons in it, or some wooden spoons in it. Looks beautiful, but you don't want to maybe have all your canisters out, and again, your kitchen appliances out, and anything that's really colorful just all out on your countertop. It just tends to make a white kitchen look very cluttered.
1: Yeah, and if you're a collector, and there are certain things that you really love to collect, like I love to collect white pitchers, particularly the little ones, like more of a creamer size. So to scratch that collector's itch, um, I decided to stick with the white and that works seamlessly in my white kitchen. So I was able to put a really long shelf over those factory metal doors that we have going out to the yard and it's a thin shelf, but it goes all the way across and I'm building my collection there. So even though I'm trying to you know, control myself as far as what I'm adding to the kitchen by adding the white and adding a repeat element with this, you know, they're all different shapes, but they're all, you know, it's the the object is the picture. And I just have them lined up, uh, you know, sort of going one in the center and then splayed out on either side on this one shelf. So that's a way to bring in some visual interest without it being really jarring in your white kitchen. Stick with all white, Go with ironstone. You know, pick up white dishes as you're traveling along, and you know, Marshalls, TJ Maxx, things like that. You can add that in stacks of that, and it will complement what's going on rather than fighting with the white. So, I really enjoyed today's episode. Um, I love
2: talking mm-hmm. about my kitchen. I love visiting your kitchens.
1: <laughs> right? That is so fun.
2: I know and- it is. We just love when we can talk about things that we love and have in our house. And we just have special, like we all have special feelings for our white kitchen. So it makes it all the more special when we do an episode, uh, we feel so connected to it. And so we just hope we've given you a lot of fun rules and things to think about if you're thinking about going with a white kitchen. And if you already have one, we hope that we've helped you um, maybe brighten it and lighten it up a little bit. Remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.